Okay, so before I share what God's put on my heart, we're going to just relax now in the presence of the Lord. I want you just to position yourself to receive from the Lord. So I know you've eaten and most of you want to sleep now, <laughs> but it's not time to sleep. Now it's time to receive from the Lord. So um, we're going to be ministered to by song, and actually the song is what's going to set the platform for the next hour. So please receive what the Holy Spirit is saying to us and what the Father is saying. So while we were worshipping, I got this beautiful picture from God. Um, there was a message where the ladies feel like succulents last night, and he just showed me a massive sunflower turning its head to the light or to the sun, and uh, succulents from succulents to um, sunflowers from little to no light to full sunshine, and God just wants you to live in that sunshine. was a single mother. She was abandoned by the family that she belonged to. And they're in the wilderness with her son, alone, with little to no provision. She was wondering, she was questioning, does anyone care? She's crying desert She's lost in her despair She thinks nobody loves her Hey, God thinks nobody's there But God says Ruth, she was from the land of Moab. 
She was met with grief and heartache. She was a widow, and she lived with her mother-in-law, who also was a widow. And now the time has come to move on. And she had never tasted of the house of bread. But now she had heard an inner invitation to come and to taste and to see. She vowed herself to her mother-in-law. She said, where you go, I will go. Where you live, I will live. Where you will die, I will die. And so she started a journey to the promised land. She's traveling through the desert. And she's leaving her despair. She's hoping for a future Praying God will leave her there And he says I will put a ring around your finger I will bless a child within your Line of David. Find 
finally Jesus the Messiah, the anointed one, Yeshua, the Christ, born in the same house of bread to be our bread of life in the town of Bethlehem. And he would grow and he would be called the Son of God. And he would be called Emmanuel, God with us. with a woman named Mary of Magdala who was plagued with demons tormented by evil spirits and Jesus he set her free and Mary followed him and she listened at his feet and she served him and she loved him oh how she loved him but then she watched him get nailed to that cross as they placed his body in the tomb, in that moment, her hope died. It died. She's crying in the garden. She's broken in despair. She's searching for her
Thank you so much. Sure, what a privilege, eh? If you didn't feel the power of the Lord, then, oh, it is amazing. So if we have not heard the voice of God today, then I really don't know what more to say. Open your ears. He's saying that he will be a wall of fire all around you, declares the Lord. And I will be the glory in her midst. That comes from Zechariah 2 verse 5. Leanne opened, opened it, and that's my message. And this is what God has been saying to us throughout the preparation of Kaleidoscope. He wants to be that wall around us. He wants to be that firewall. Leanne shared about a firewall that's on a computer. Nothing can come against that wall. And that's what our Father wants to be to us today, ladies. He wants us to get inside of that wall, and he wants to protect us. So if you're not in that wall, today you have the opportunity to get into that wall. So the background of that verse, Jerusalem is in the process of being restored. And with this verse, God is saying that he is in the midst of Jerusalem and is protecting them and rebuilding them. In the same way, Jesus is restoring us. He is with us and protecting us. He puts a wall of fire around us. He is in our midst and his glory will be upon us. His eyes on us are on us for our good. Therefore, God is a wall of fire all around us, and he's the glory in our midst. We've heard testimonies today. We heard Renee's story. We heard from Vanessa. They've experienced being in that wall of protection, the wall of fire around them. So we can hear about women in the Bible and there's my verse. And just put the other slide up, please. Now, there's, if you can see, there's a mixture of ladies there. Some are from the Bible days, and some are sitting right here today. And that's what I want to bring it so real. Often we look and we think, wow, those women in the Bible, they were amazing. But I can tell you today that there's more amazing women sitting right here. And I love the way God interacted with the women in the Bible. He spoke to them. He was speaking to them, directing them and encouraging them. Christ was their cover as the woman of the Bible. He was their champion. And the same way today he wants to be our champion. So we heard in the song about Hagar, she was a single mom, abandoned and had no provision, but God declared over her, I will surround her like a wall of fire. Ruth, a widow with no future, God declared over her, I will be that wall of fire around you, and your, my glory will be seen through you. Naomi, her husband died, her two sons died, but still in that midst, she could say, I was surrounded with that wall of fire. And I felt God in the midst. Mary, not Jesus' mother, the other one, was tormented by demons and she was an outcast with the possibility of mental illness. Just like there's so many mental illnesses today. But God is saying, even in that, he's declaring over her, Mary in the Bible, and he's declaring over us, I will surround her like a wall of fire. 
Rahab, that was a prostitute. God used her to save some of the spies. He used her and he used her and he said, I love you, Rahab. I am your wall around you. Esther, an orphan, who, but she was courageous and fearless because she knew her God. Nothing that she could do, nothing set her up in life to be that courageous woman, but she knew her God. Mary, we've learned about Mary so much today, hey? And she must have been that amazing 14-year-old. I cannot even imagine, like Vanessa explained to us today, what an awesome responsibility. Mary, Jesus' mother, had humble faith. She was to be the mother of our Savior without a human father. But how did she do it? She got into the war, in the middle of the wall, and God surrounded her. And he gave her courage to be able to fulfill what he called her to do. And then there's another lovely um, Bible a lady that we read about, the lady with the issue of blood. She suffered for 12 years. How many people have suffered here with sickness? 12 years, even more. God is saying to you today, I want to be that wall around you. She was alone. She could not go into public. She was unclean, could not hug people. She couldn't even have interaction with her family. Some of us know that feeling with COVID. <laughs> this lady lived like that for 12 years. She was tired, worn out, and intensely lonely. She got into the crowd where Jesus was. She touched him, and she was immediately healed. Daughter, he said to her, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. How did she manage to touch? She could feel the presence of God in the midst around her. And that's what he's saying. You push in. I'm there to touch you and heal you. So there are many, many women in the Bible. We can go on reading. Deborah, Priscilla, Lydia. Go on reading just about the women in the Bible. Then there's the men that experience God. But today I want to make it so real for us today. God is with us today as he was with them in the past. Don't live in the past and wish you could have been Ruth or Naomi. No, no, their lives were very difficult. Don't live in the past. God is walking with us and he knows every one of our situations. He has a plan for each one of us. We could say that those were the women in the Bible, they had something special. No, they had nothing different than what we've got. Actually, we have more because we have God the Father, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit that are working with us. So we are on the front foot. And I want you to hear today that God declares over each one of us. Put your name there today. God declares over you, Adele, put my name, that he is like a wall of fire around me. He's with me. Put your name there. Let it be personal. So I love the woman I know today. I love their interaction with God and the way he leads them and encourages them. I love, Je I love the way Jesus covers them with his presence. I know most of them are saying God is my champion in difficult circumstances. So those women over there, I'm sorry, I couldn't fit you all in. Um, these are just some testimonies. Now, please don't feel embarrassed if I share something about 
my friends sitting down there, I have asked their permission. So it's not, um, it's their story, but I've asked if I can just hear, use a little bit of their story to make it so real today. And yeah, so I just want to start this, um, the ladies that have gone out to plant churches, just the recent ones, Melissa, Taryn, um, Catherine, they needed to be surrounded with that wall of fire. For them to be courageous, to go to another nation with children, some without jobs, some getting jobs there, they've experienced that wall of fire, and they've all told me that. They have experienced God in that midst. But today, I want to use my testimony. I grew up in a dysfunctional family, a father who was not involved with his family. But at the age of 12, after going to catechism every Saturday, saying my rosary and everything else that I was brought up in a Catholic home, the first time at the age of 12, I heard about Jesus, Jesus that loved me, Jesus that wanted to be my savior, my father, my friend, my kin, and at the age of 12, I accepted Jesus into my life, had a total encounter with Jesus, totally surrendered, to, surrendered my life to him, and since then, I've never turned my back on Jesus, because I had an encounter with him, and I knew he was the real not deal, the real king of kings and the lord of lords. And he wanted to live in my heart. And, de- and God declared over me that he would surround me and protect me and keep that wall of fire around me. Was there anything special about me? Absolutely not. The only thing that I did different at the age of 12 was surrender to Jesus and say, Jesus, I need you and I want you. And please, won't you put that wall of protection around me? And I've seen that in my life um, from a very young age, that Jesus has walked with me. He's been real to me. So that's my testimony. A testimony, not a testimony of being on drugs. Sometimes I sit and think I have no testimony. Actually, I have an amazing testimony that God protected me from a whole lot of things that many of my friends and family went through. And I thank the Lord for that, that I got into that wall, and he surrounded me with that fire, and I felt his presence. And today, I just want to share a little bit from each one of my friends that are sitting here. And afterwards, we are going to minister. So if you're feeling like you just need that uh, fire around you, God is saying, he has spoken today, he wants to give it to you. So my dear friend Elaine, it doesn't matter wherever I preach, if it's a key woman, I mention uh, Elaine's name and Sonia's name, but I'm leaving Sonia out today. Elaine is a widow. Gerald passed away. And then years later, her daughter passed away. And I said to Elaine, in her own words, she said, I said, Elaine, how have you got to where you are? Because Elaine isn't sitting being bitter. She isn't angry. She's getting on with the call of God. And she said, God has carried me, protected me, even when it's been the darkest of darkest days. God declared over Elaine, I will surround you, Elaine, with a wall of fire. And you've experienced that, eh? Amen. 
So that is real. We are real people. We need to have real testimonies. We live with what the Bible tells us about those ladies, but there are women, yeah, that God has done amazing things for. And they've gone through so many difficult things, and yet God has brought them through. Renee, we heard about Renee's testimony today. Grew up in a very hostile and negative environment. Was physically, emotionally, and verbally abused. And so many other things happened to her. But at a young age, she knew how to pray. And she called out to God. And God said to you, Renee, I will surround you. I have surrounded you with that wall of fire. And I just felt that God kept you in his presence because he heard your cry. Even though you maybe didn't know him, he knew you because he created you. And that's what he, he declares over you, Renee. He's been with you. That wall of fire has surrounded you. And you have experienced his glory at the age of 15. So there's another lady sitting right here experiencing the presence of God. And then my other friend, Julia, I don't know where she is, but she is here. Oh, there, right at the back. Julia has been an amazing testimony for me has lost a son under tragic circumstances, has a tumor, but is a woman full of faith. How does she face every day? God declares over you, Julia, I will surround you like a wall of fire. Julia has experienced the presence of the Lord. How does she get through difficult circumstances? Because God has been with her and he's still with her. She's trusting God to heal her from that tumor. We are trusting God to heal her. But in the time when she struggles, God is saying, I am with you. I'm surrounding you. What a great woman of faith. Then my other friend, Lenore. Lenore, where are you today? Okay, or sit at the back. <laughs> wow, when you sit and listen to Lenore's story. Lenore came out of a bad marriage a marriage of her choice, she always reminds me she chose to get married, but she had to leave. She left with no provision, absolutely nothing, coming from a marriage where she was well provided for, but had to leave a marriage with no provision, nothing. Everything I have today, in her words, is God's provision, including the job I have at the church, and Lenore is one of the most generous women I know. And God declares over you, Lenore, I will surround you. I have surrounded you. I will surround you with the wall of fire. And you'll carry on experiencing God's grace in your midst. Vanessa, sitting right here today, I was so blessed by your message. And I said, sure, Lord, how did Vanessa get to where she got? And you know what? God said, I've been that wall around you. Through your mom's death, through your dad's tragic, through your bad marriage, God has now brought you into this freedom. Wow, what a challenge you have. A new husband and three boys. How can you do that? You actually can't do it. You can only do it when God surrounds you with his presence and you're in the middle of that firewall that nothing can come against you and he's telling you today, Vanessa, 
He's declared over you your future. He's given you a great future. And it's because you're in the middle and you're surrounded by that wall of fire. So you can do it. <laughs> and, uh, and you see, I can go on and on because I can sit, just look at all of you. I can see Marina. I can see Pam. I can see Natty. That all three sitting in the front have lost husbands. How are they still serving the Lord? Faithfully, they know the living God. And there's another friend of mine, Shirley. Shirley, 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 the most wonderful lady. Where is Shirley? Shirley, are you at the back as well? Goodness, okay. All my friends are sitting right at the back. Shirley, you are a woman that I look up to, and I often say, you might not this, know this, that's the woman I want to follow, a woman full of faith. Shirley lost a daughter in terrible circumstances. She's not walking around all bitter and negative. Of course, her heart was broken. Her heart is still broken. But she continues to serve God and encourage others. Her and Ken are busy running part of the grief sharing. And I sat in one of her groups a few weeks ago with Ken and Shirley. And I left that group saying, Lord, you have touched that couple. You have got such a gift for them. They come with all the heartache that they've had. They still want to serve you. And I feel God's declaring over you, Shirley and Ken, that he's got so much more for you. You've experienced the wall of fire around you. But he's got so much more. And in your bad circumstances, your heartache is using you to share the gospel. Well done, Shirley. Yeah, and then there's another friend of mine, Liesl. Liesl, also at the back. Okay. <laughs> Liesl's like a daughter to me. And Liesl, yeah, I've walked with Liesl. She was barren, according to the doctors. For many years, many years, we prayed, Lord, please, when can Nick and Liesl have the baby? We prayed and prayed and prayed. And then they got to a point where God said they need to adopt their daughter. And out of obedience, they did that. And God blessed them with a wonderful daughter. Yeah, hey? And then, is it two or three years later? Five years later, barrenness goes. And God blesses them with a pregnancy and a baby boy of their own was conceived. Isn't that our mighty God? When everything looks so down, and how did they manage to walk through that? Liesl and Nick, being surrounded with that wall of fire. God strengthening them. When it's hard, when doctors are saying it's impossible, where um, nothing seems to be working, God says, I can do it. Be faithful and wait upon the Lord. If he has spoken, he will bring it to pass. And then Charmaine. Charmaine, where are you, Charmaine, in the kitchen? Yeah, so there's so many women here that have got such great testimonies. Charmaine, a wife, a mother, a grandmother, has seen her husband healed from cancer, has seen her daughter who is a single mom being provided for, 
has seen her granddaughter come to Jesus and be filled with the Holy Spirit and have seen so many other miracles in their lives. And God declares over Shomaine and her family that I will surround you like a wall of fire and your family, Shomaine, and your other family. Shomaine and Eric have adopted about five children. You can never go to their house and only have a little plate of food. They've always got enough food for 10 people, and that's just their hearts. God has used them to reach out. And why do they do that? Because they've experienced the presence of the living God. And how can you keep that yourself? How can you not share it with others? So, Shomaine, bless you. So, of all the women that I've mentioned... They're not special. They just said they want to totally surrender to the Lord. Not one foot in the world and one foot in the church. They are totally surrendered to the Lord. And God is saying to them that he wants to surround them. So God is saying to all of us, I am taking you from the desert into a garden. Aren't you excited about that? If you're in a desert, is a desert a wonderful place to be in? I don't think so. Very dry and very, very not a good space to be in. But God is saying to you ladies, he's taking you from a desert and he's putting you into a garden. Like Vanessa's garden that we saw those pictures, a beautiful garden. Not just a little garden, that's, but it's going to be a lavishing garden. That's what he wants to take us into. I will be your protection from the enemy until Jesus returns. When Jesus returns, that's when we're going to live in our fullness. But until then, God is saying to us, he wants to protect us. He wants to provide for us. He wants to heal us. And he declares that over each one of us. And then I just want to share a prophetic word that um, it's, I've made it short, but I listened to it. I don't know if anyone ever listens to David Wilkinson. He's got a few um, good messages, and he just shared this um, a while ago, and I listened to it, and I just felt now God wants to say to all of us. And I was saying to God, Adele, I said to the Lord, how can we stay in this wall, this wall that God wants us to, how can we stay protected in this wall? wall? How, what do we need? And the Lord was just saying, he's, he wants a people that is filled with his word. If we want to stay in the protection of the wall and the fire of God surrounding us, we need to know God's word. The word of God says that there is going to be hard times. Conditions are going to worsen. He doesn't say that it's going to get better. If we know God, things are going to get difficult. In the Bible, in 2 Timothy, it says, indeed, all we desire is to live a godly life in Christ Jesus. Uh, sorry, indeed, all who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. Anybody been persecuted yet? But it could come to that. But every day we do feel persecuted. It's going to get hard. How are we going to stand? We are warned there'll be a great falling away that would take place. The Bible tells us 
Let no one deceive you in any way. The Bible's actually telling us, if we want to stay in the center with God's protection around us, we need to know his word, that we don't get deceived, that we're not tossed to the left and the right. We don't know if we're saved or we're not saved. We don't know if God loves us or not. Get to know the word of God. In the last days, things are going to get bad. Men will become lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. Women will become lovers of pleasures. How many of us just want more and we love some things more than God? There are a few things in my life sometimes. I wonder if I love them more than God. And yeah, in the last time, days, that's what's going to happen. God's, God would be mocked. His word will be mocked. How many people are just getting, no, no, that's not God, and mocking God, that's what's happening. We are living in days where God says these things will happen. There will be forms of godliness with no power. There would be forms of godliness with no power. We can come in every Sunday, we can lift our hands up. And we can live this Christian life, but there's no power within us. God wants to fill us with power. He wants us to lay hands upon the sick, and in Jesus' name they will be healed. He wants us to go and love people because he's using our hands and our feet. Men's heart would fail them for fears. How many of us, ladies, are suffering from fear? Fear of the future fear of everything, and that is one of the things that the devil has gripped us in. We need to let go of those things. The word Zelda brought this morning, let go, take everything off that is not from God. The scripture says it's going to increase and get worse and worse until Jesus comes. Are you ready for that? How are you going to survive? You're going to get into the middle and you're going to say, God, please put your fire around me and protect me that when difficult things happen to me, I can face them with you, only with you. But God also promises when the enemy comes in like a flood against his people, against us ladies, he will raise up a barrier against them. He will put that wall of fire around us. So when the enemy comes with everything that he brings, how's he go, how are we going to stay? God is going to raise that wall up and we're going to stay in the middle. God's about to do something supernatural. He's doing that in our midst every day. He wants more and more of that. He's made a commitment to us as this generation and he's not going to just let us go. But we all have a choice. But he wants us to experience him in the fullness, in the fullness. And he wants that for each one of us. He's looking for a holy people, a righteous people, having laid down every sin. Now, doesn't that sound, wow, we're getting very, how are we going to do this? We're not going to be able to do it by ourselves. But he's looking for a holy people, a righteous people, not a religious people. Don't get confused when I say he's looking for a holy people. Not a pe he's not looking for us just to stay holy and only read our Bible and stay at home. No, no. He's looking for us to be holy and respectful to him. That was another word you had today. Hey, the holiness of the God wants us to honor him, respect him. 
and he wants us to be righteous. Having laid down every sin, God says, get away from every influence and the spirit of this age. Let go of everything that's not of Christ. Become totally devoted to him. Now, that even sounds even more radical, eh? But that's what he's saying. I want a righteous woman. I want woman that will lay down everything. Get away from the bad influence. What is influencing you? Get away from it. God doesn't want it. The young ladies were encouraged last night when we had um, Anne speak to us. Run away from the Netflix movies that you're all watching. And we tolerate. Oh, God doesn't mind if I watch this and that. No, no. You are being influenced by things that we are watching. Run away from the social media that we all live on and we consume ourselves with. You know what you are on and get away from those because those are the things that influence us. Get into the word of God. I am going to be a wall of fire around you, says the Lord, and the wall will be bigger more intense and higher. And after you are dead and gone, your children will see more glory, more grace than ever before. So God's wall is going to get bigger and higher and more intense because we're going to need more protection. And we want that for our children. We want our children, my grandchildren and great-grandchildren to experience more grace like never before. Don't we all desire that for our uh, children that are growing up? Some of us are so terrified how our children going to live in this world. Well, put them in the fire and pray and influence them and direct them and let them experience the fire of the living God. Don't leave your children behind and think they can do that when they're 16. No, no. By the time they're 16, they've done everything. They need God right now in their midst. I am going to save my people by becoming a wall of fire around them. I'm going to keep my church, my people, by protecting them. God is saying that to us. And we can go on and on, but I think we've got what God is saying. And again, he's saying, I'm raising up a righteous people. Just felt God is saying that, he's highlighting that. He wants a righteous people. He doesn't want us to compromise. I found myself compromising a lot just to keep peace with my friends. I've got a friend that doesn't serve the Lord, but she serves her God. And just because I'm so tired of telling her that my God is the righteous one, and I just said to her, yes, we all serve the same God. Wow, just to keep the peace. Then I had to step back and say, no, I'm sorry. We don't all serve the same God. You need Jesus. So don't compromise on your convictions. Don't, ladies. Okay. Today Jesus is saying, come to me. Lay down your life. Come, let me put you in the middle of this wall. How are you going to get into the middle of the wall? How's he going to surround you? Number one, you have to know Jesus as Lord and Savior. 
So today, if you don't know Jesus as Lord and Savior, you're not going to understand what we're talking about. You're not going to understand when Renee says she's experienced the power of the living God. You're not going to understand when Vanessa encouraged us to be brave and courageous because we can't do that on our own. We need Jesus in our lives to be able to do that.